today on Lawyers Rising. Because everybody's losing money, they're going to be very scared. They're going to try to grab cash from anywhere they can. What the coronavirus means for the legal economy and your attorney job search. Hello and welcome. I'm joined today once again by the founder and chief executive of BCG Attorney Search, Harrison Barnes. Harrison, thanks for joining me. Good morning. Well, a lot has changed since last we spoke. The coronavirus is really impacted not only people's lives and their health, but the economy as well. And I guess that's what we're going to focus on in the conversation today, specifically about the legal industry. So before we get into the details, and we're going to cover a lot of details today, why don't you give me the top line? Um, for people uh, in the industry that are concerned about their careers and where the industry is going, what would you tell them right now? Well, uh, a couple things. Uh, the first thing is is that you know, uh, you know, right now it's uh, March twentieth, and uh, you know the government and uh, you know has predicted that over you know the next week there are going to be over one point five million unemployment claims. Uh, those are going to be. Uh, you know, over, you know, like a, a record uh, for one week by far. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of those are going to be uh, in the service sector, but they're also in the manufacturing sector and they're also in a lot of other sectors. So uh, attorneys will be uh, losing their jobs. Uh, you know, the, right now, uh, as of today, there haven't been a ton of layoffs, but what a lot of people may not understand is that, you know, law firms, have to rely on clients paying bills on time, uh, and then clients will immediately stop a lot of legal work. And it's just it's it's a you know to to make a long story short, a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs, and there will be some practice areas and practice settings where things will be okay. But uh, this is probably going to be uh, the worst thing that the legal market has ever experienced. I mean, that's really a hard thing, I think, for a lot of people to hear. You've lived through a lot of recessions, um, including 2008 and 2000. You think this is markedly different from those downturns? It is. I mean, it, you know, in 2000 and, um, you know, well, in, in late 2000, there was a very bad, uh, you know, recession in the job market. And that job market, that that recession, uh, you know, was because of dot-com companies uh, collapsing, and that put corporate attorneys out of work uh, all over the country from for over a year. And if you think about it, that was just one sector. I mean, it was just, you know, corporate attorneys losing their jobs, and uh, mainly in Silicon Valley, and then to a lesser extent, New York. But the because of the the slowdown and and the work, just you know, from from dot-com companies that were starting. I mean, it, it had drastic effects. But here, uh, you know, we've got every type of company that's going to experience, uh, you know, problems because of the recession. So there's that. And 2008 was really just financial in nature. And so it affected uh, financial services companies. And uh, that had a, a major impact. So this is like, you know, more than it's, it's like those combined, but it's like 10 times worse. And then, I mean, the the analogy that I've been giving is it's it's kind of like, you know, 9-11, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor and uh, 2008, you know, combined into one. It's just not um, a good thing. Let's talk about specific sectors of the economy and how you see this playing out. Starting just generally with the access to credit and how many companies are incredibly reliant on that. And as that money begins to dry up over the next few weeks, it's going to put a severe 
stranglehold really on a bunch of companies. Uh, you've referred to them in the past as zombie companies. Can you talk about what those, what that means and what is going to likely happen in the next few weeks? So what happened uh, in 2008 was the government went and they, uh, you know, put a lot of, they made the credit very, very cheap. So they lowered interest rates, but, you know, borrowing actually got very difficult. I mean, for, you know, for, for at least from, uh, you know, from, from, you know, banks and so forth, but they, but they made credit very, very cheap. And, and that's what they used to stimulate the economy. And, you know, all sorts of private lenders came up and, and, you know, all this private money kind of flowed in and, and it took a while for that money to kind of get into the economy because what happened is the banks actually, even though the banks got all this money, they held on to it. They didn't loan it out right away. So the recession lasted a while. Uh, they were scared. So they, even though they had all this money that were given, they didn't lend it all out. So what, what's going to happen now is, uh, because all the, a lot of money was loaned to companies and, uh, and private equity and uh, venture capital, um, you know, you also loan money to companies. And uh, you have a significant percentage of the economy, which is, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 12 to 15 percent of all the companies that rely that don't actually make any money. They, they just, they're kind of, they're called zombie companies because it takes money being poured into them from you know, lenders just to keep them going. And lenders are happy to do that. They just keep refinancing and refinancing and making more loans and interest rates keep going down. So, uh, you know, they can refinance and so lenders are happy. But really what's going to be happening over the next uh, several weeks is, you know, those companies that don't have any credit, all their credit's gonna go away and they're not gonna be able to pay their expenses. And, you know, even when things restart, you know, lenders are going to be very, very careful about lending out money because um, they're not going to, you know, have confidence and they don't want to put their money into zombie companies. They're going to want to put it into places where they're going to feel like they're going to get a higher return. And um, there's going to be a lot of economic opportunity. I mean, if you were a private equity company, you know, and you could buy a, um, you know, uh, a company after this crisis for, you know, 20, 30% of what it normally would be worth. And you know, it's going to come back, which is the exact sort of thing people like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger do, um, you know, I mean, they sit on the sidelines during a good economy and then in a bad economy, they make loans. What you would do is you would, uh, you know, put your money into something where you were going to get a much higher return, not into a zombie company. So the zombie companies will go out of business. Uh, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them. And when they go out of business, they will, um, you know, uh, not, you know, have, have legal bills and so forth that they won't get paid. And, uh, you know, and um, lawyers will lose jobs too. The American economy has become increasingly dependent on the service sector over the last couple of decades. Huge numbers of people work in that, uh, you know, kind of consumer facing businesses. I mean, with everyone being kind of ordered to stay in their homes or many people being ordered to stay in their homes, those businesses are going to struggle. Um, what does that mean for the businesses themselves and, of course, the attorneys that those businesses employ? Well, I mean, it means a lot. I mean, the, you know, the, and you have to think about wh how is this going to reverberate? Because, you know, the, the, the businesses, you know, are, are, the workers aren't going to have money. I mean, sending everyone in the United States $1,000 is is nothing. I mean, it's not going to, you know, it may do something, but it's not going to do what they want. 
Um, but those businesses, uh, you know, when they go out of business, will, you know, will, will have major effects. And, you know, you have to think about, you know, who's dependent on those businesses. I mean, you have, you know, you have trucking companies and you have, you know, uh, delivery people and you have, you know, you have um, the people that work in them and, and serve people. You have the lawyers that are serving them. You have, you know, real estate landlords. I mean, think about how how horrible this is for the real estate industry. So, um, you know, it's just, it's it's massive in terms of the damage that's going to happen in the service economy. Same story, I guess, with manufacturing as well. Well, yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, the manufacturing, you have, uh, you know, all the auto plants, for example, stopping, all the manufacturers stopping. So, yeah, that's not good either. Let's talk more about um, the other kinds of, um, attorneys inside companies and who are likely going to get the ax first to use a kind of a harsh term. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Who's most vulnerable right now at firms? Well, uh, the most vulnerable people uh, really are going to be the people that, um, that are young attorneys. Uh, young attorneys are vulnerable because they really, you know, they, they don't know what they're doing or if they do know what they're doing, they're not, you know, necessarily, you know, that they, they have, um, you know, uh, you know, don't have the ability, um, you know, to, to, you know, to, I mean, they're, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, um, you know, without being too offensive, but they, they, they just, they're, they're expendable. Uh, you know, you want to, law firms want to give work to people that know that, know they, they know can do the work and, uh, and, and junior attorneys aren't like that. So people that are in law school probably will not uh, start in new jobs. People, that are, uh, you know, in, at least in law firms, people that are in, uh, that are senior is another one. Um, you know, senior attorneys uh, without any business will be let go uh, because they're, you know, a cost center and work is going to go away. So the partners will hoard work. And, uh, but the main thing is, is, um, you know, also junior associates, you know, with one, two years of experience, they're vulnerable. In terms of practice areas, I mean, wow. I mean, you know, you're going to see like corporate is extremely vulnerable uh, because deals will stop getting done uh, in the short term. Uh, you know, corporate is extremely vulnerable. But, you know, I would say over the next several months, uh, private equity will be a very um, good practice area and attorneys in that practice area will be uh, extremely marketable because private equity will start snapping up businesses. So that's actually the one kind of bright spot. But, you know, litigation with courts closed. Um, not only with courts closed, it's not just that the courts are closed, but it's that the you know the, the litigation, even when everything starts, a lot most of these plaintiffs' firms, I mean, a good portion of them, you know, in order for them to stay in business, rely on you know speculative loans from you know finance companies. So those finance companies are not going to be willing to loan money. Uh, for speculative lawsuits uh, with a prospect that, you know, courts and so forth are going to take a longer time to, you know, to, um, you know, hear cases. And so that, you know, every week that goes by with us is another, you know, week for uh, there's more time for cases to get heard. And so the investment in cases will be, uh, you know, courts will be very nervous about that. So, I mean, the people funding lawsuits will be very nervous about that. So, those are, you know, some of the places that are, are vulnerable. I mean, the main places, but it's, it's scary. 
Yeah. So you mentioned corporate litigation. Um, other sectors that come to mind are you know, technology, uh, IP, trademark law, patent prosecution, et cetera. All of that's going to likely slow very dramatically, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, trademark is, is going to be killed because, you know, a lot of most new businesses aren't going to be starting. I mean, the, um, you know, yeah, patent prosecution. I mean, f- firms invest in patents when they have extra money and they're investing in the future. I don't, you know, big companies may be investing in patents, but probably smaller companies won't. Uh, you know, you're, you're, wow. Uh, yeah, technology transactions will slow down. You're right. Um, yeah, those are those are some bad spots. In terms of maybe some bright spots, you mentioned one earlier. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other things that might benefit, which is kind of a weird word to use right now, benefit from this right now. Like the healthcare industry comes to mind, maybe bankruptcy is probably going to be a growth area. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Some other, maybe some of the growth areas that are at least bright spots potentially for attorneys out there right now? Well, yeah. So those are bright spots. I mean, employment law, I'm, I'm anticipating will do extremely well. And um, the reason for that is because, you know, employers aren't going to want to, you know, have let a lot of people go. Uh, put a lot of people on hold. Um, they're going to want to understand their rights and obligations. Uh, people are going to want to get hired back. Employers aren't going to have the money to pay severance or, uh, you know, or, or different, you know, sorts of fees that they, you know, you pay when you normally let employers employees go or put them on leave. Um, you know, many employees will, uh, you know, file grievances about, you know, past conduct or, you know, that they receive, you know, that they don't like from their uh, employers. I mean, there's just so many things that are, are, are likely to happen that, and ones that I, I certainly can't even anticipate. So, you know, those things with employers, I mean, they're just going to, you know, employees are going to, that's going to be a very, very active practice area. And, um, you know, and if I was a law firm, I would do everything I could to hire employment attorneys right now. You mentioned that junior associates and those just coming out of law school are going to have a very difficult time in the next few months. But I guess the corollary to that is that those with business, partners with business right now, are well positioned to do very well. Because as you mentioned, people are going to be very cash strapped, very cash hungry. And therefore, those that have the ability to bring in business are going to be very much in demand, right? Yeah, I mean, partners will do well. Uh, You know, partners will do well in um, almost every practice area if they have business and certain p- partners will continue to have business. I mean, you know, if you're representing, you know, uh, certain types of companies that are profiting from this, you will, they will continue to have business. If you're, uh, you know, representing uh, different types of, you know, um, you know, people, then you will, of course you'll still have business and partners will be very in demand. The, the thing that's interesting to me about what's going to happen with partners is, you know, the partners, what will happen is these firms, you know, are losing money right now. So, you know, because everybody's losing money, uh, they're going to be very scared and they're going to try to, you know, grab, you know, cash from anywhere they can. And so the most logical place to do that is from the revenues of partners that are bringing in a lot of revenue. But the problem is, is those those partners that are bringing in a lot of revenue um, will probably see their compensation cut and actually not raised by a lot of law firms because they'll be trying to support people inside the law firm like junior associates or partners without business or, you know, partners that have lost business because of this, or they'll be trying to pay overhead or they'll be trying to pay, 
um, you know, bureaucrats inside the law firms that, you know, may be doing a lot of bureaucratic related work, um, including setting compensation, but not necessarily, you know, and these are things obviously that contribute to the firm uh, and, and the firm needs good leadership for, but do not actually add revenue. So, you know, people that are in, you know, they always say like, you know, salespeople are the most valuable people inside of a firm and, and, and this, and, and, you know, inside of a, any type of firm. And my, my dad was telling me once that, you know, he was in the, he used to work for um, AT&T and he was in an elevator with um, uh, the president of, uh, you know, uh, like a major division of AT&T that, you know, and, um, you know, someone that in this day and age would probably, you know, make, you know, seven figure plus salary. And, uh, and someone said to the, 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 um, the, you know, the, the, they were having a discussion, I guess, and my dad overheard it and they were saying that someone that was in, selling something, you know, inside the company, I don't know what it was. It was, um, you know, commercial accounts or something, you know, just selling them up with phone service was making, um, you know, almost 50% more than the, the president you know, of a, of this AT&T division. And, and he thought, my dad thought the president was going to react with, you know, with anger and the president smiled and said, that's good. You know, so, um, you know, you want your people that are bringing in revenue and performing well to, to be very well rewarded, I think. And, and that's one of the mistakes that a lot of law firms make. Uh, they, they, um, they pay the people, uh, you know, that are, um, not making as much money, um, you know, or that are, you know, they're not contributing as much revenue, a lot of money sometimes when they shouldn't. And that's been a mistake in all recessions with law firms. You know, I was just thinking about 2008 and how we saw some of the world's major financial institutions wobble and some even crumble, um, kind of revealing, um, that they were somewhat of paper tigers. I'm just thinking now as you're talking about all the, the the pain that the legal market is about to experience and about the huge overhead that some of the biggest firms in the country have, you know, mainly just with salaries. Um, when when cash starts to dry up and you have huge overhead, that is not a great recipe for success. What is your prediction that's going to happen to the major firms in the United States? Well, I think uh, a lot of the, there'll, there'll be a lot of things that happen. I mean, there'll be uh, people will merge uh, to combine resources. Uh, a lot of people will, uh, you know, the, there'll be major layoffs. Uh, a lot of people will, a lot of firms will go out of business because, um, and they won't go out of business. I mean, a law firm, when you think about it, is a pretty, you know, pretty awesome business model because, I mean, all you're really selling are, you know, a bunch of smart people sitting behind desks. I mean, that's pretty funny when you think about it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you've got, you know, toner and uh, paper and things, but I mean, it's just a very, you know, it can be a very profitable business. But the problem with the business is, is that, um, you know, um, you know, the, the, in this day and age, I mean, the salaries are much higher than they were 30, 20, 30 years ago in terms of percentage of revenue that comes in. Um, and so they're just very vulnerable uh, to market corrections. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, so many of them will go out of business. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, there's just no way they, they can survive. Now, one thing that's interesting that may, this all may teach law firms, uh, and, and, and I don't know if it's a, if it's a real, um, lesson or not, but I think that a lot of law firms will be able to, uh, you know, recover to some extent, 
you know, and revenue by realizing they can have a lot of remote attorneys. So, you know, you don't necessarily need tons of people sitting in New York making, you know, I mean, some of these, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's loony. I mean, it's ridiculous how much people make. I mean, I've, I've talked to associates that, that are making half a million dollars a year in Los Angeles um, without any business, just doing work for law firms. And that's their salary. I mean, I, I, I just never seen anything like it. I mean, you don't need someone um, making that much money. And I'm talking about litigators. You can have someone sitting in, you know, Sacramento, uh, you know, that's probably pretty damn good at what their job that'll do the same work for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I, so I, I think that a lot of the, the business model of law firms, what they'll realize the benefit of a lot of these remote workers and, um, you know, and, and it'll be very helpful for them in terms of reducing their, their, their overhead and the cost to attorneys, I mean, to, to clients, but I mean, that's just speculation. I, I, uh, I don't know, but I, I do think that law firms are in for, you know, just a major, major shakeup. I mean, I, I can't imagine anything like what's happening right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned um, the major firms in Los Angeles, uh, in New York, a lot of corporate work there, obviously. What about D.C.? I mean, there it's all a lot to do with the government, obviously, policy litigation, et cetera. Can you talk more about what do you think is going to happen in the D.C. area? Do you think they might be uh, weirdly protected during all this because um, so much of what's going to happen over the next few months is going to be coming out of government? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, is in, yeah, 2008 was all finance. So New York was, you know, uh, hit the hardest. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, because New York is very finance heavy. So when you look at the law firms around the country, uh, New York tends to be, you know, have, when you look at the law firms there, they tend, in the big law firms, they tend to have mainly corporate associates and then a few litigation associates. And then if you look at, you know, the law firms in D.C., they tend to have mainly litigators and people doing, you know, lobbying related stuff and, you know, just this kind of advisory roles to governments and, you know, and jobs like that. And so those attorneys, uh, you know, and that's the majority. And then you have very few corporate attorneys. But the thing about D.C. is there's just so much money uh, that comes in to, to the, to the, to the market from the government and the government, you know, the nice thing about the government is the government can actually print money. So, you know, that's what they did after 2008. I mean, there's not enough money. They just make it, you know, so, uh, you know, and so that's going to happen, I'm sure. I mean, and so when that happens, I think DC will, uh, you know, as it has in every recession, um, a lot of work will flow into there. And the thing about DC is, you know, because there's going to be so many government handouts and people are going to need so much help and there's the businesses and uh, companies and governments and everyone just think about, you know, how many governments are going to city governments and state governments are going to want handouts. Think about how many organizations are going to need help and lobbying. Think about how many companies are going to want to get a heads up. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. Like everything that's going to happen to try to drive um, you know, work and business to these people. So, um, you know, I mean, or, you know, to the people in DC, so it's going to be very busy. And I would think that, um, things will actually grow. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Well, speaking of markets that might be protected during this downturn, it occurs to me, I mean, obviously you mentioned the major markets, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York are going to be in a lot of trouble, but there's more to the United States legal market than that. What about the smaller and mid-sized cities? What's going to happen to them? Are they going to be 
more protected from the kind of larger contagion that might go through the system? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that the smaller cities, I mean, the, the, what's going on, like we have an office in central Utah in a relatively small town and, you know, and, you know, someone's in our office husband already got this coronavirus. So, you know, it's going to be everywhere. But the thing about, you know, smaller markets and smaller law firms is, you know, they, they have a different type of client base. I mean, imagine if you have this just giant client, you know, these clients that you rely on that are huge clients, uh, you know, that are, that are going to be affected. Like the, the problem with the large law firms is they have such, they have such, you know, massive overhead and they have such, you know, the, so the salaries are so high and there's so many people. So, you know, if you, if you were a thousand person law firm, uh, in New York city, just think about this and, you know, 700 of your attorneys were, doing mergers and acquisitions and various forms of corporate law and real estate and so forth. And this thing was hitting and all deals and everything were stopping, you know, that's going to be completely devastating. Whereas if you're, you know, a small and, you know, and there, if you're in, so all that money is going to dry up and you have all these people and what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to be in, in massive trouble, but what happens in smaller markets is, you know, a corporate attorney will do, 10 different types of corporate, they'll, they'll get calls from, you know, their, uh, you know, their, um, you know, clients about how to file a piece of paper with the government or how to, how to do this or what, you know, or, you know, I'm talking to a competitor about this and we're thinking about putting this together. What do you think? I need to form a little company. And so all these little things are going on. And then, and then they're also doing, you know, litigation and, uh, you know, and different practices, but they're just, you know, they're working for a lot smaller to mid-sized people. And, and a lot of this stuff is just very steady. It's not, it's not as dependent upon, you know, giant, you know, multi, you know, national deals involving, you know, hundreds of millions or tens of millions of dollars. I mean, it's just smaller stuff. And so that's, that's really what, what happens. And so the interesting thing I've seen is, you know, in, in smaller markets and smaller towns, like people will stay employed, like through, economic crises and through, you know, various things that happen, um, you know, time and time again. And the careers of people that work in smaller markets uh, also tend to, uh, you know, continue to do well. I mean, they just, you know, they may not make as much money, but they're less stressed. They're, you know, I I just think it's, I, I have a lot to say. The other thing about smaller markets is that when the economy goes bad, and it always, you know, when it does, uh, what happens is in order to save money, uh, companies send their work to smaller, to firms in smaller markets. So, you know, upstate New York's a perfect example. Uh, you know, Sacramento, California is, is somewhat of an example. Uh, you know, uh, you know, p- firms in Chicago may send it to, you know, I mean, people that are using firms in Chicago may send it to Detroit or, you know, I mean, it's just people use smaller markets because their billing rates are lower. So, you know, companies try to save money by sending work to smaller markets. So even mid-sized firms during downturns can do well. So to wrap things up, Harrison, um, we're still early days here. And a lot of what we're doing is speculating about what's going to happen. I'm interested to hear what you're seeing in your business right now. Um, Your business is helping attorneys find work. Um, You're an attorney placement agency. What have you seen over the last couple of days? Can you kind of describe um, what's occurred? Um, I'm sure a lot of chaos, but uh, just can give us a sense of 
from your vantage point, what you're seeing happening in the market right now? Well, there's a couple uh, other things I think that um, you know that I that I did want to mention, uh, you know, real quickly. Uh, you know, I do believe that you know that um, you know the the market hasn't shut down right now. I, I don't understand. I mean, I I assumed you know interviews would stop and placements would stop, but we're actually very busy here. I mean. That there's lots of people, uh, you know, getting interviews. I mean, we've made, we've gotten interviews every day this week. Uh, so far, we've got, you know, which is I, I didn't expect. Uh, you know, and and law firms are interviewing people, you know, on video conference, you know, and uh, we even had, um, you know, I think three or four people uh, do full rounds, which is when they, you know, they talk to like, you know, seven or eight people via video conference, which I thought was, you know, great. I mean, you know, and, uh, so the, and the law firms are interviewing people in different cities, you know, via video conference and making offers because they don't have to travel. Um, it's, it's almost, you know, it's, it's strange. And then, you know, one day this week, one of our recruiters made, uh, I don't know, two placements, uh, one day and then another placement the next, which is three placements in one week, which is a lot, you know, the average plate recruiter in most placement firms makes, you know, maybe six to eight placements a year. I mean, our recruiters do very well. I mean, they're probably like 25 to 30, but I mean, it's just, you know, uh, each per year, but it's just, you know, this is, um, unusual. And, but a couple of things, I mean, that I've also noticed, and I think our appointment to, you know, to Matt mention is, you know, I think like you said earlier, bankruptcy is going to do well. And, um, you said, and we also talk, and healthcare is going to do well. Those are real good pockets of activity for attorneys. You know, you, they should be, uh, you know, if you're one of those attorneys, you, you have a lot of opportunity, uh, to get positions right now. And, um, you know, you're, you're in good shape and, uh, bankruptcy will get very, very active over the next several weeks. And so anybody that's a bankruptcy attorney, uh, you know, should really position themselves, uh, you know, for the downturn. And, um, if they're interested in moving, they, they can, uh, regardless of whether or not they have business and regardless of probably pretty much of how senior they are. Same thing with healthcare attorneys. I mean, you can imagine how busy that's going to get. And then insurance coverage. I mean, you know, people are, there's going to be a lot of insurance claims. So, um, you know, that's another one. Uh, so that, those are some of the things I'm seeing, but I'm also, you know, really counseling people to, you know, move very, very quickly right now and to go after and try to find um, every potential job that you can because uh, and apply to places very quickly. Because my belief is, is that what's going to happen in the near future is that everybody is going to flood into the job market when people start getting laid off. And when people start flooding into the job market, uh, every job that's out there will get many more applications um, than employers even, you know, thought possible. And because they get so many applications, uh, you know, they're going to be uh, very selective about, uh, you know, the people they bring in and only the best people will be able to get jobs. So I'm counseling people, you know, to try to get out of the market and start applying to places immediately. Uh, you know, if you are in, um, uh, you know, a, a high risk practice area, like, like, you know, uh, corporate and so forth, uh, you know, the odds are pretty good that, um, you know, you're not going to be able to get a job through a recruiting firm. And, and that's a, something for people to understand, um, you know, corporate, um, you know, a lot of these practice areas, like, 
you know, especially energy, like energy is going to be hit hard because oil prices are at a historic low. Uh, you know, a lot of these practice areas, I mean, I would counsel people IP, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I'm a legal placement, uh, you know, person, but I mean, at the same time, I don't believe that, you know, I'm going to have a lot of luck with a lot of people because, you know, those kind of people, because, you know, there's just not going to be jobs for them and there's going to be too many people. I, I can place, you know, employment and, um, you know, and partners with business and, uh, you know, and healthcare and uh, bankruptcy people. I mean, they're going to get so much interest. It's crazy um, in, in different niche practice areas. But, you know, for the most part, I mean, law firms use recruiters and they hire recruiters when, you know, there's not a lot of demand in the market. So a recruiter can create, you know, find opportunities and so forth. And, um, you know, um, you know, for those types of people, but if there's a, there's the, but if there's just a lot of those people on the market and they're flooding the employers with their resume, you know, it's difficult for, for the employer. I mean, the employer can't, you know, the employers, it's just harder to get a job. So I'm advising people to, you know, if you're not in a, in a great practice area, and another one would be FDA would be a good one, antitrust, project finance, I would, or not a partner of business, I would advise people to, you know, use a site like lawcrossing.com, uh, you know, which is a, is a great resource. And it's, you know, uh, it's, you know, our company, but it, it's a job consolidator. So it goes out and finds every job that's in the market, um, you know, and I would apply to as many government jobs as I could, because there's not going to be, there's going to be a lot of demand uh, there. I would apply to jobs in DC and smaller markets and so forth. I mean, I know that's a lot of information. I apologize for talking so much. I was just kind of excited about this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot to talk about and I'm sure we're going to be doing more of that over the next few weeks. But uh, for now, I think I'll leave it there. Harrison, thanks for making time for us today. All right. Thank you. Bye. That's all the time we have for this edition of Lawyers Rising. If you're a lawyer looking for a change, go to bcgsearch.com.